but uh, I think um, everybody wants to, to know the $2.2 billion, you know, question about the new stadium, um, what that means and what that looks like for Nashville. Sure. I, I, look, I think um, we've really been focused on three things from mm -hmm. the beginning. Um, first is is finding a, a better path forward for the taxpayers of Nashville. Okay. Uh, second is to look at this as a game-changing opportunity right. um, in terms of what a facility could mean uh, for the next generation of mm -hmm. stadium here in Nashville. And then, and then the third thing is returning valuable land to the city of Nashville. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of A Slice of the Community. I'm your host, Jerome Moore, and today we have the CEO and president of the Tennessee Titans, Tighten Up, uh, Burke Nahill. How you doing, Burke? Doing great. Thanks for uh, having me today. How would you sum up the season of the Titans um, for the 2022-2023 season? How would you sum it up? Yeah, the team the team grinded. It's uh, really, really proud of the culture that's been created here with the football team. I think mm -hmm. it expands beyond the football team, but yeah. football team really sets the tone of, right. of just being gritty and, and hardworking and, and willing to tackle every obstacle. Uh, this year had a whole bunch of injuries that right. uh, made it particularly hard, uh, but the team grinded till the, till the end, and uh, everyone's already back to work, uh, looking to put a great product on the field next year. Yeah, and I think we all excited for next year too. <laughs> when right. you don't, when you don't ever go to the Super Bowl, you're always excited for like the next year because you know everybody's gonna make it the next year, right? right it's coming. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Um, your journey into the CEO president role, right? Uh, did my research. You know, I Chicago native. Uh, I know you wanted to play for the Cubs. It didn't work. It didn't work out for you. It did not work you know, out. Uh, you come from a family of, you know, uh, tradesmen, tradeswomen, electrician, dentist, your father. And so um, here you are, though, you know, started off in general counsel uh, with the Titans. And now you're in this role of president and CEO. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I think uh, it's, it's interesting. Uh, with, with an organization like mm -hmm. ours, uh, not surprising, there's a lot of people that are interested in, in coming and working. And, and very often they ask me for advice uh, mm -hmm. about, about how to get into the industry and, and ask me you know, questions about my personal journey. And I, I, my personal journey was certainly not a straight line to get here. I, yeah. I, uh, I think at any point, to your point, I, I would have loved to have played professional sports uh, when I was younger, but mm -hmm. uh, the talent uh, was, was hardly good enough to play high school sports. Right. Um, and at any point I would have, I would have loved to have worked in professional sports, mm -hmm. um, and I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't spend my career though trying to do that. Mm -hmm. I was uh, maybe maybe too practical, yeah. uh, and I was a lawyer, um, and and worked in private practice, and worked for a couple uh, different companies as in-house uh, mm -hmm. lawyers. Uh, my last stop was at a technology company based out of Silicon Valley, right. and you know about 15 years into my professional journey, I, I stumbled on a LinkedIn advertisement LinkedIn. For, the <laughs> yeah, for the general counsel position of the Titans, and I thought, man, some somebody's gonna get uh, my dream job. Yeah. And I mentioned it to uh, my family just in passing, and everyone encouraged me to to throw my hat in the ring, and I did, and uh, to my surprise and delight, kept making it uh, through the process and ended up uh, moving down here in 2016 as general counsel of the Titans. Mm -hmm. um, we just fell in love with the city right away, fell in yeah. love with the organization. Now, I'm excited about this conversation. As a Nashvilleian, it's tightened up for life for me. You know, I was, I was young, <laughs> I was young enough that I have picked a team yet. It's a lot of Nashvilleians because they've been around longer, they have other teams 
you know, right. rightfully or wrongfully so than the Titans at this point in their life. But, you know, Titans we'll win them like, all over eventually. Yeah. So you had never been to Nashville or visited prior? We had, the, we had visited uh, once or twice. Because now um, everybody from Chicago is here now. So I know. You brought, I know. The, you brought everybody with you. It's, <laughs> a, it's a well-worn path down I-65. <laughs> that's for sure. But I, we, we, had, um, we had started to uh, get stirred a little bit about the possibility of moving. Both right. my, my wife and my family, or just back to generations, had, had lived um, not in Chicago, but, uh, but in, in more rural areas right. of Illinois. And we'd never really thought about moving. Mm-hmm. And um, and the couple of years before that, we had thought about it, and we immediately identified a couple cities that were interesting to us. Right. Uh, and Nashville was one of them. Yeah. And so we spent some time uh, on summer vacations. We would just make sure that we spent a couple of days around Nashville and yeah. some of these other cities just to kind of get a, a taste and a flavor. Yeah. And uh, it's probably why I got caught up in that LinkedIn algorithm because uh, we had looked for legal jobs <laughs> the uh, algorithm in Nashville. Would get you every time. It got us. It got us. I'm glad it did. Well, that's that's amazing here because you know Nashville is an amazing city. Um, 1996, you know, we got this. We got the football team from Houston, the Houston Oilers, right? Um, and that brought a lot of joy and light to I think to, just to the city of Nashville as a growing city. I think mm-hmm. our leaders at the time just you know we won the sports team. I know I think the Bridgestone Arena was being built during the same time. So that was like, oh, you got this whole arena and the football team. So uh, I think it was just, I think it was great. And I think people are still, you know, probably 80 some people a day are still moving here. I, uh, it's interesting that I, I wasn't uh, in Nashville uh, at, at the time. I wasn't, I think I was probably in high school at the time that, that some of those conversations were starting to emerge in the early 1990s. But I've become a, a student of, mm-hmm. of that time, just learned about it. Yeah. And, um, it was obviously a really exciting time and, and things happened really quickly. Uh, and the, the journey of the Oilers coming to Nashville was really uh, kind of unexpected. Um, right. there, there were other places that, um, that the NFL was focused on and, and Bud Adams, our, our founder, really just felt this kinship with Nashville and with Tennessee. Texas and, and Tennessee, you know, like made, made <laughs> a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, so he he, uh, he really just kept pushing towards Nashville, and um, and it really is li- interesting looking looking back at where Nashville and Tennessee were mm-hmm. uh, at, at that time right. when there were just there was a thought about building an arena, right. and and the the team was the, the NFL football team was just right. starting to kick the tires on the possibility of moving here to. Um, you know, what's what's happened through the last, you know, 25 or so years. Um, it, it's been an honor for this organization to be on that journey with Nashville and Tennessee. Yeah, and now it seems like we can't stop building stuff <laughs> in Nashville. And 25 years, like last year has been 25 years since Tennessee, the Tennessee Titans has been here. We'll talk about that a little later for the future. But uh, I think um, everybody wants to, to know the $2.2 billion, you know, question about the new stadium, um, what that means and what that looks like for Nashville. Sure. I, I, look, I think um, we've really been focused on three things mm-hmm. from the beginning. Um, first is is finding a, a better path forward for the taxpayers of Nashville. Okay. Uh, second is to look at this as a game changing opportunity right. um, in terms of what a facility could mean uh, for the next generation of mm-hmm. stadium here in Nashville. And then and then the third thing is returning valuable land to the city of Nashville. Okay. Um, because our lease right now. Uh, encompasses all the parking lots around Nissan Stadium, right. and that ultimately is something that can be put to, to better use. And so, um, I, I think 
you know, this has been something that's obviously been a really big topic of conversation in mm -hmm. Nashville for the last year or so, but uh, it's really been something that our organization has been focused on working with the sports authority for probably four or five years now. Okay. Um, I guess it's longer than that because when I first started in 2016 and I was going to sports authority meetings mm -hmm. um, regularly, some of these, these longstanding uh, sports authority members were asking a question about, you know, how, how do we ultimately uh, resolve what is uh, an aging building right. that is in, in requiring an increasing investment and, and a lease that puts a lot of that responsibility, most of that responsibility on, on the taxpayers right. of Nashville. And so we started this journey of finding something that is a better outcome. Right. And we're really proud of where it's landed in that if, if this deal were to continue to proceed through city council and sports right. authority over the next couple months. What would you say to those who may feel like it's not a better outcome? Um, a lot of people have said the $1.8 billion renovation is overstated. It might be a little exaggerated. Can you speak to that a little bit because of the people that, that may have that narrative, that may feel that way? Yeah, happy to do it. I Look, I, I think uh, $1.8 is a number that's been thrown out there by uh, Turner. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a group that we worked with to, to do some estimates. We're certainly not contractors. We're right. not qualified to do that work ourselves. The city hired their own consultant, VSG, right. and took a totally different methodology about trying to identify the uh, what that liability would look like from the mm -hmm. city. And th the number they came up with was also about $1.8 billion. Okay. Here's what I would tell to you. I, I think it's really hard to know what the exact number is. Okay. And and that's what we have been saying from the very beginning. Right. The reality is it's a risk okay. for the for the city and its taxpayers. And it's, it's a really big one. Right. Whether it's $1.8 billion, whether it's $2.2 billion, whether it's $1 billion, right. um, it's, it's a risk to the taxpayers of right. Nashville under this current lease and how it's structured. And what we're trying to do with this better outcome for the, the, the Nashville taxpayers is to is to take what are logical revenue streams like in stadium sales tax right. and sales tax from around the area the hospitality. The, the, and, and hospitality yep. industry has stepped up and, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a one percent hotel tax that would go it's towards like three or four sources. Exactly. Right. And and those sources ultimately are, are what the city would be putting towards revenue bonds right. that would support the path forward. And then anything going forward, there's there's just the risk position has been shifted from the taxpayers to the team. So right. who knows what stadiums will right. be like, and what the NFL's expectations will be over the next 15, 20, right. 30 years. But right. once and for all, the taxpayers go from that risk position and, and instead it's transferred over to the Titans. We have this unique relationship, Nashville and our state legislator, right? Um, there's already been a bill proposed to kind of withdraw funding from the Music City Center, Convention Center. Um, some are afraid that that possibly could happen with the new stadium. Um, how involved in the, are the Titans in, in, in that? Um, I know that's kind of sticky as far as the state and, and city government, but what is the Titans involvement in those conversations as well and making sure that the Tennessee state legislator is not going to wait, you know, 10, 15 years down, like, ah, okay, we, we don't want to commit this, you know, $500 million that we said we was going to commit. So we're familiar with that legislation. Right. We're tracking it as well. I don't know if we've got any sort of inside information no. beyond what everyone else does, and, right. and we'll continue to follow it. What I would say is this, just kind of stepping aside from that legislation. One of the things that I think um, I personally am most proud of in terms of what this outcome could be, mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, of the path forward with the stadium. Right. Um, again, go back you know, four, five, six years and, and sitting there in front of the sports authority without a lot of solutions, right. aging building, uh, without a funding source and a lease that puts the responsibility on taxpayers. Right. And somehow uh, when the dust is settled, mm -hmm. um, there's 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 an, an outcome here that is really a win, win, win across the board. And it required bringing the state together right. and the city together 
and 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 private resources, meaning the team together, right. to to ultimately come up with this collaborative approach to yeah. to creating a better way forward. And uh, I, I do think that um, as as Tennessee's football team and as uh, Nashville's football team, we we have the ability to be a bit more than a football team, right. and. Uh, we see ourselves as kind of this, this place where the, the city and the state can galvanize, right? And right. Um, we're very proud of, uh, um, of, of that, that position in right. the state and in the city. I think it's important too to kind of highlight some of those kind of stakeholder meetings y'all have been having to involve community organizers, leaders, um, and just bringing as many people to the table as possible to like to talk about the stadium and what that means. And one of the things I know um, I was involved in one of those stakeholders meeting was the East Bank, right? and how much control or say-so would the Titans have or have at all or influence of what happens with that land usage. Because from a Nashville perspective, you know, things will go to Metro and they say, hey, we're gonna, you know, this is what's gonna happen to this land and maybe something different happens, right? Maybe it doesn't go to those people who may be marginalized, disenfranchised, maybe the affordable housing is not so affordable. Who knows, once it's once it's done, who knows? What What is y'all role in that? Is there, any commitment that you all are trying to get Metro Council or the, or the city to make and say, hey, we want this land to be used in this particular way? Or is it like you all can say that, but what ultimately yeah. happens kind of just happens? So uh, the technical structure of the deal, mm -hmm. um, this, the land will go back to the citizens right. of Nashville, right? right. And, and so it will be up to the city in terms of how specifically that land's developed. Again, very technically, there's yeah. a request for qualifications out there for developers who would be able to you know, express to the city their interest in working right. on this project and, and uh, you know, explain that they're, they're, they're capable and qualified to do so. Right. Um, that's the technical answer. We, we will not be involved so, as a technical answer. Okay. Um, there is a practical answer though too that, that we, we just feel like um, given, given that, that you know, we're, we've been a part of this journey and, and, and getting to this outcome, given right. that we, we do feel like we've got um, uh, uh, good relationships with the people at the city that are making these decisions, we have right. a seat at the table. Okay. And and so with that seat at the table, we have tried to do exactly as you explained. Right. We, we've been trying to meet with as many people in the community and right. get their feedback and then express that feedback in using that seat at the table. So, uh, you know, we, we, we have heard in mm -hmm. through uh, whether whether it's piggybacking on some of the Imagine East Bank campaign meetings right. uh, that the city was putting on, we, we made sure that we had people there at every point and right. could have conversations directly with our neighbors. Um, we've had people coming through our headquarters building, whether mm -hmm. they're representing important community organizations or, right. or, or their other neighbors in our community and just soliciting their feedback. And, and we have taken the information that we've heard and as we're having conversations mm -hmm. uh, with the mayor's office, with city council, with sports authority, right. with others, we've been able to share the information that we've received. We've also uh, taken a step further and there's things that we can kind of under our own uh, control, right? Yeah. And so we've we've had a, a community impact organization for a long time with right. the Titans, and uh, really proud of the heart and the work and the and the resources that have been put into that. Right. But at the same time that we're having these stadium conversations about what could be uh, next for a stadium, we were asking ourselves, what what do we want to be as a community service organization here? Right. We understand we've got this this really disproportionate in some ways right. influence and 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 uh, ability to to affect change in this community. Right. And so as we've heard from uh, our neighbors and other organizations about, you know, uh, wanting to see more attainable housing, mm -hmm. right? 
um, that uh, wanting to help small businesses, right. uh, you know, stand up and, and, exactly. and succeed. All of these things we have we have found um, ways to create our own programs right. and to to really kind of streamline our community impact organization into right. something that we believe is going to create sustainable and meaningful change so that, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, mm -hmm. we'll be able to look and measure, right. you know, house by house, neighborhood by neighborhood, mm -hmm. the, the impact that we're having. We put this um, under a program we call One Community. Right. One Community stands for Opportunities, Neighborhoods, and Education. Yeah. And, and so across those three concepts, right. um, we have 17 community partners that we're looking forward to really digging in with and, yeah. and, and really affecting change in this community. And, I, and we're gonna dig in that too a little deeper but I want to I want to go back to the mayor's office. How does Mayor Cooper not running re, um, for uh, re-election, um, and then possibly even a shrinkage of our metro council here in Nashville? Does that affect any of the the, the current negotiations that are happening around the stadium? What what's possible, what's not possible, or is kind of things just kind of set, and you all just kind of wait until the dust settles around that? I mean, certainly there are new dynamics that yeah. we're paying attention to, but. Uh, if, if we go back a few months, uh, Mayor Cooper uh, and his his administration had agreed to a term sheet that right. was a very, very detailed document that right. set set out the overall framework of what would be um, a, a, a better way forward. Right. right. Um, Sports Authority and City Council both approved that term sheet in December. Right. And so what's left now is just taking that term sheet, which was already very detailed, but really getting into the legal uh, right. nuts and bolts and, and creating the documents like lease development agreement, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, and, and ultimately giving those back to Sports Authority and, and City Council for right. final approval. And so we're focused on right. just, uh, you know, continuing that work and continuing the right. conversations to be sure we're answering all the questions related to the final documents. And it'll be a minimum 30 year lease and possibly 2026 is still, is that still the deadline for the stadium? Uh, it's, it's, is it moving or is it? It's it's twenty twenty six is looking more and more challenging all the okay. time, but but certainly no later than twenty twenty seven. Okay, okay, perfect. Um, I want to get into this. I know you talked about the one community, but also just the NFL in general around like some of the things they have taken on upon themselves around social justice issues, right? Um, I think a lot of it especially came to hit with the Colin Kaepernick and kind of how people politically was on like it was just polarizing in general. Um, so I, I want I want to start personally and then kind of go into sure. what that looks like uh, from a Titan standpoint. Personally, when the whole Colin Kaepernick thing was happening, 2020 and just George Floyd, everything. And then you see the NFL now really making a push around social justice and being really intentional about it. Where were you at personally around like those things and just like privilege and your own kind of just whiteness and things like that? Did that hit you um, at all personally through just throughout your career or did they even hit you more coming into the NFL, kind of building in the Colin Kaepernick thing? It did. I, 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 uh, I, I, I would like to think that I, that I approached that, that season of my life with a yeah. degree of humility and recognizing that mm -hmm. there, were, um, there, there, were, there were questions that I had never asked. Yeah. And, and um, there, was, um, there were conversations that I needed to have. Right. And um, I, I, have, um, I, I have really, um, there were really, really hard and challenging yeah. conversations yeah. that I personally had um, uh, during the summer of 2020 right. in particular that I think have changed me forever and right. have, uh, had helped me to recognize, um, that, you know, personally mm -hmm. that, that I need to continue to learn and continue right. to grow. What was and, one of um, those things that really hit you? Like that you can just come to mind, like, man, I've never, 
thought about I'll, asking myself that question. I'll give you a very specific example. Um, uh, our, uh, our, our dress code at the mm -hmm. Titans has evolved over the last, let's say five or six years nice. and has become more casual. Yeah. And, and there, there was a, an African-American colleague of mine who was regularly wearing suits. Uh -huh. And um, uh, it, it's, I, I'd taken notice of it, right. didn't really think much of it, but I'd taken notice of it. And, uh, and we were having a conversation and I was, I was just asking him to just, to just tell me things that I'm, that I'm missing because his yeah. experience has been different than mine. Right. right? And one of the things that he mentioned to me is a part of the reason why he wears a suit mm. is because uh, if he's if he's uh, at a gas station uh -huh. or if he's um, if he's if he's pulled over, yeah. um, that he he feels uh, he feels differently wearing a suit mm. than you know what yeah. I was wearing that day that was more casual. And wow. there, there were there were just things um, about conversations like that one that right. just that just have me coming from a different place of, of understanding that that my journey hasn't been like his journey yeah. and, and that um, I, I need to just be a, a, in, a, in a continuous place of learning. Yeah. So within the Titans uh, organization, because you see now the diversity, inclusion, equity, that's kind of like a like a hot buzzword in, or just or, um, what is it? A paraphrase, you know, that people are just using now. Uh, what does that look like in the Titans? And does it go how deep does it go? You know, um, and I think a lot of people just want to know this, even just from an NFL level, right? Sure. Um, because owners, all each owner is different, each organization is different, each city is different, right? Uh, but I think Nashville is a very special city, especially when we talk about social change. Freedom Riders, the Jubilee Singers, sure. you know, John Lewis, uh, we uh, Fist, you know, we just have a really unique kind of uh, soul when it comes to those things. So how does that affect the Titans and just not just you personally, but going into your business and, and, and creating that environment? It's a, it's. It's really important to our owner, Amy yeah. Adams Strunk. Mm -hmm. uh, when you talk more generally about yeah. you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm -hmm. um, you know she brings a different uh, yeah. sense as a female owner than right. um, than a lot of uh, other owners would bring, and um, so so it, it's it's very important to her. I, I think I mean it starts with being intentional and right. and appreciating that unless you uh, are intentional, unless you're programmatic right. about. Um, about your DEI related yeah. programs and recruiting, um, you, you can want to have an, an impact and you can right. want to change, but unless you're intentional about it, right. uh, you may not. And so uh, from a recruiting perspective and from a development perspective within mm -hmm. our organization, we're really focused on our organization being representative of our community. Right. And that starts with every every single position that we ever have open, yeah. you know, whether whether it's an entry level position or a very senior level position, we're very right. serious about casting a wide net yep. interviewing a, a, a wide group of candidates and and just making sure that we are um, it, we're, we're just doing it right. We're, right. we're, we're doing it carefully. And um, I, I our, our executive staff in particular um, really starting to, to see our executive staff being representative of our community. Right. And um, it's something we'll continue to focus on. We've got to continue to, to work right. on and grow. Uh, we, we just recently, for the first time, uh, named a vice president of, of DEI um, oh, wow. as, a, as a standalone position. We've always, it's, it's been important to us right. for the last several years, certainly, but it's the first time we've had a standalone vice president level position. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll continue to, to invest and engage. Right. Is the NFL taking more of a responsibility to look at those things too? Uh, or is it organization by organization? I think it's both. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't think there's an NFL meeting that I've been a part of over the last two or three years right. where where uh, diversity and equity 
uh, isn't something that is 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 stressed. And there's there's education right. um, from from leadership uh, at the NFL. Right. Uh, there's there's been policies right. uh, that have been implemented by the NFL and, and and reinforced by the NFL. But it's certainly something that if it's going to really affect change in Nashville, yeah. it's going to have to be something that we we own and yeah. and uh, we do. And again, we'll, it's a journey. We'll continue right. to. To, to grow and, and evolve yeah. as an organization, but um, we we we, uh, we we believe in yeah. uh, in it's missional for us, right. and uh, we'll continue to invest. Yeah, that, that serve is right there in the mission, um, and I want to circle back around to that to the one community program. Um, what does that like kind of look like? Especially I know with Metro schools and how like, I know y'all I know y'all do a lot, but like what is it specifically in detail? What that looks like for those who may be listening and yep. watching who maybe didn't know their program existed, but also maybe like, oh, how can I get involved in it? How can I get my organization to you know, work with the Titans in this particular capacity? We'll have to have you come back and spend another <laughs> hour on, on this alone. Cause it is, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a robust platform yeah. and program that will continue to, to evolve and, right. and grow as well. But again, it stands for opportunity, neighborhoods and, and education. Right. And, and there are multiple programs within each of those. Um, so just just I'll give you a couple examples in yeah. each. So uh, from opportunity, for example, um, back to these community meetings that we had, um, uh, we would very often ask a question similar to this. Um, what are the opportunities mm -hmm. in this city? What are the challenges in this city? And where do you see opportunities for the Tennessee Titans to mm. intersect with those? Okay. And, and in several conversations with Citizens Bank, right. we heard Citizens Bank saying that, that they there were loans that they wanted to issue for businesses yeah. they believed in. There was a right. business plan that that indicated to them that there was a likelihood of success for a diverse or local business. Right. And, and ultimately, they were going to have a hard time uh, issuing the loan right. based on a lack of collateral or, yeah. or something like that. And so um, they they asked, they said, would you right. would you just park a meaningful amount of money here? Yeah. Put that money at risk yeah. so that you effectively can be providing the collateral yeah. for these businesses. And you know sometimes that may be a big loan, but but very often it's a five thousand dollar loan or fifteen thousand dollar loan to loan. Mm -hmm. to a to a a, a, a a person who wants to start a moving business right. or, uh, or 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 someone who's going to start an architecture firm and mm -hmm. just needs a little bit more funding to get that off the ground. Right. Now that the the Titans are going to be putting two million dollars with Citizens Bank in order to provide oh, wow. that collateral and ultimately opportunity for for those those diverse and local oh, businesses. Wow. Yeah. Um, in terms of neighborhoods, uh, we're doing several things uh, in neighborhoods where we're investing in in mm -hmm. the park system. Okay. Uh, we are working with corner to corner on 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 trying to uh, you know invest in, in neighborhood up. businesses. Yep, yep. Right. We're actually providing uh, mental health services to neighborhoods okay. who who have you know, trauma yeah. uh, among their 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 neighbors that mm -hmm. ultimately don't have access to mental health services. I mean, especially coming out of, of right. the last two or three years, um, what a need uh, that is. And so we're doing what we can to, to help fill that need. And then with education, uh, it's really focused on a couple of things, Metro Nashville Public Schools, and then some of our, our local colleges, in particular TSU. Okay. With Metro Nashville Schools, we've had a great relationship for a long time, but we asked Dr. Battle, yeah. you know, what, what's next? What, how right. can we really kind of step up our partnership and, and do even bigger and better things for, for Metro Nashville Public Schools? And I don't know that there's any part of the school system that this program ultimately won't touch. Yeah. Uh, really proud of our uh, future investment in their academies program, yeah. uh, and and we we expect to just be all around metro schools. Whether that's you know T-Rat coming for a 
for a health and wellness, T-Rex our mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a health and wellness mm -hmm. uh, uh, program at an elementary school or uh, like I said, an academies program yeah. for, for a high schooler who's actually on, on track to uh, creating a profession, uh, right. professional career coming out of, of, of their high school journey. Uh, and then with TSU, again, we've been longtime partners. They've, they've played games at, uh, mm -hmm. at Nissan Stadium for yeah. years. But uh, we asked Dr. Glover, what does the next generation look like? Right. And it's so far beyond uh, the football field. Right. Uh, we're gonna be looking at internships for TSU students, uh, providing adjunct professors for oh. their sports management program. Oh, wow. uh, you know, maybe me or Adolfo <laughs> Birch or somebody else yeah. from our organization is actually going and helping to, to teach them. We're gonna right. sponsor uh, some of their biggest events uh, and, and, and help to promote the school. So uh, it's, it's really comprehensive yeah. and um, it, the nature of it, we're gonna we're gonna really try to again to have a deep impact, really mm -hmm. focus on those those three categories of opportunity, right. neighborhoods, and education. But otherwise, the, the plan is to just right. keep listening for other opportunities yeah. where the titans can intersect with uh, yeah. uh, with opportunities yeah. in this community. So y'all look for opportunities, reach out to the titans. <laughs> they're, right. out, they're out there. <laughs> they're willing to, to give resources, money, everything. You know, um, I want to move into the future. Sure. Right. It's, it's been 25 years almost to date uh, since 2022, 1996. Yeah, 22, 25 years. Right. Get my math going. Uh, that the Titans have been here in Nashville. You know, now we have some amazing new things happening. We have that one community program uh, that is just robust. We have a new stadium. Um, also, we have a new general manager, you know, uh, Rand Carthon. Yes, sir. Um, first black general manager of the Titans organization. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? Like, how does that how does that make you feel when you hear that? I'm I'm so excited to to work with Rand for years to come. Uh, look, we 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 took a process with the general manager interview, like mm -hmm. I was describing before, where we 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 really took our time. Yeah. Uh, we we cast a wide net. We interviewed a lot of a lot of talented people. Yeah. Um, with with different experience sets from from around the National Football League, mm -hmm. and um, at the end of that process, we had we had five people that were uh, on our interview committee, and unanimously, Rand Carthon. Uh, we agreed was the best candidate to, to wow. be our general manager moving forward. And uh, he's been here about four weeks now. Right. And uh, Is he like in Nashville? He loves Nashville. Okay, just and make sure you ran. Hey. <laughs> he's, he's good. He's good. He, he, uh, he, he loves this city already. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's been fun to see is uh, people uh, people are, they love him too. So he's, he'll, he'll go out to a restaurant or, you know, be walking out to his car parked on the block and people recognize him yeah. and are, uh, are, are giving him a Look, warm natural welcome. I gotta ask you this because from the outside looking in, we always hear about the owner, general manager, coach. The CEO and president, not like, not so much. Why, why don't we see you doing press conferences and, and answering questions about, you know, whether the team is winning or losing or like, how does that play into your role or does it, you know? Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay being in the background. I, look, I, 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 think, uh, I think the job of really everyone in this organization uh -huh. is to is to support everyone else in yeah. this organization. And, you know, as to Amy and Rand mm -hmm. and Mike Grable, I see my job as as just supporting them, right, right? To, to help their jobs um, go more smoothly, to right. help them uh, be able to do a better job. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm proud to work with all of them. Yeah. And uh, it's we, we've had something really special happening here over the last five or six years. Mm -hmm. And uh, this offseason is really sensing an acceleration of right. that of that process. There's really good people that have joined this organization right. uh, that that love the city, that want what's best for this city. Right. And um, it's like there's a there's a story being written and uh, excited to see how it all unfolds. What does the next 25 years look like? 
What a Titans. Uh, well, you walked into a, a lobby this morning that didn't have any Lombardi trophies. And mm -hmm. so I think uh, that that will change over the next 25 years. I yep. think we'll get some Super Bowl trophies right. uh, in, in that lobby. And and I, I, I do expect we'll have a great, uh, a great team on the field. Um, I, it feels like um, we are just getting our legs underneath us in terms of the community leaders that we can be. Right. Um, we we really feel like beyond the football field. Right. Um, this is this is a city and this is a state where where this organization can make this community a better place to live. Right. And we're just really starting to understand, I think, yeah. um, the the power of this platform that we have. And and we take it seriously. We, we feel a stewardship mm -hmm. uh, towards towards making this a better place to live. And so. Um, I, I expect that 25 years from now, uh, not only will this be uh, a successful run for the yeah. Titans on the field, but I, I think I think it's going to be the sort of uh, journey where, uh, you know, maybe even the people who uh, you described as not Titans fans here will yeah. will will end up appreciating that the Titans are a part of their community. Right. Yeah. Don't tell me you're not a Titans fan because, you know, that, that won't be a good conversation, especially if you live here. You live, I appreciate You got to be a Titans fan. But, uh, Berg, I want to appreciate you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having this conversation and unpacking a lot of things I think people in the community want to hear and know about. So uh, we got to do this again. Got to come back. Yeah. And you, you say you're going to give me a suite in the new stadium, right? You, I, we, we said we talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, look, thank you all for watching another episode of A Slice in Community. See y'all next time.